0: Welcome to the Matters of Movement podcast. I'm your host, Christina Whalen-Chabot. Join me in exploring all the things that impact movement and how we can all strive to move better to feel better. As I interview movement experts, researchers, and real people who have made big and inspiring changes in their lives by turning to movement and wellness. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Zhangwei wei Benisique. Welcome to the podcast, Z.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so excited too. So I first learned of Z when I heard her on a podcast series by the Great Canadian Woman, and she was so wonderful in it, so open and honest about her experiences being an indigenous and an indigenous woman, and I knew that I had to invite her on the podcast. So I'm going to let her bio speak for itself. Jiangwei Benisequay means sounding Thunderbird woman. She's a two-spirit Anishinaabekwe, meaning Ojibwe woman, from the Bear Clan. She is a member of the Rocky Bay First Nation, living in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Her storytelling is guided by spirit and promotes creating safer spaces for Indigenous people through positive media representation. The focus of her PhD in nursing at Queen's University is decolonizing trauma work. She hosts a radio show called Z's Place on CILU 102. Point Seven FM and a podcast called under the same stars find her creative nonfiction published in golden brick roads lighting the north and she's no longer silent and in the upcoming release of the great Canadian woman's she means business wow yes. wow <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> oh, it gets a bit over- I love it yeah I mean but it's so you know I think so many of us do not do our ta-da list right mm. like we're so busy trying to work on our to-do list that we never really spend the time appreciating all the things that we've accomplished so nice work <laughs> thank you so much and I love that a ta-da
1: da list versus a to-do list I'm writing that down myself I'm going to do that thank
0: you yeah <laughs> All right. So before today's conversation conversation, Z and I had a preparatory chat. And during that chat, we discussed the areas we were going to talk about here today. And one of those was how she um, has used movement to help heal from her diagnosis of complex PTSD. Now when I had that conversation with her, I was like, wow, what is complex PTSD? So I'm going to ask you Z to help us understand the difference between regular PTSD and complex PTSD.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. And, um, When I was first diagnosed, uh, it wasn't that long ago and it was, and even being a nurse practitioner, it wasn't something I was overly familiar with in my own clients and certainly not in myself. And so I knew that I had had experienced trauma and um, I understood what PTSD was, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, where, you know, we've had a very um, difficult traumatic event that kind of replays and it, it causes a lot of symptoms of, you know, sometimes an anxiety attack, a panic attack that sort of thing. Um, but what was interesting to me to learn about complex PTSD was that it's usually where you've suffered multiple traumas over a significant amount of time. And it it sort of creates this really um, harsh inner critic, um, this toxic sort of shame and all of these things that I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't really understand this. And, um, when i understood a bit more about complex ptsd i was like wow i I have these symptoms right where you know Mm -hmm. um and i didn't understand um you know why i hadn't been diagnosed earlier right like uh, but in some ways with um complex ptsd it's like you can never make a mistake like you're always worried about um it's your own, you're hyper vigilant. You're, you're um, worried about what people's intentions are. You sort of have a higher sense of um, paranoia, like something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for the shoe to drop kind of thing. And, um, you know, that can lead into like very low sense of self, like low self esteem. And so on the outside, it may appear, you know, that, you know, I am very confident and all of that kind of stuff. But then having all of these inner feelings of this, like toxic shame, and really not loving myself at all, where I hid that mm-hmm. because that was part of my complex PTSD. And, um and, and it's just like a vicious cycle, actually, right? It's like, you don't feel good enough to talk about it or to get help from it. And then it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of um, punishing of yourself or not doing enough or not, you know, being good enough and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I think it's important for me to share this because, you know, I think oftentimes we see people and we see they are role models or, you know, we see them in a certain light, but we have to understand that like we're all human and we are all struggling
0: through mm-hmm. things
1: and, you know, it wasn't just like, all of a sudden, you know, you read my bio wasn't that didn't just happen overnight, that didn't just fall into my hands, right? It was like, grueling work, like, like, crying, like losing friends, losing sleep, you know, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And like, really struggling with is this the right decision and because of my PTSD my my complex PTSD made it so much more difficult for me and of course people don't show those parts because those are the vulnerable parts like the stuff that like you are like that's icky I don't want people to see that I don't want people to feel sorry for me like that's the other piece there is going but the reason I think it's important to share is one that other people certainly Indigenous people likely have complex PTSD and have been been misdiagnosed so why I feel it's important that I'm sharing this like again it's not to like have people feel sorry for me or anything but it's just to sort of understand that I'm human as well and we're all human and you know many people probably a lot of indigenous people um, have complex PTSD and have been misdiagnosed and aren't receiving like the same or the right treatment for that maybe right um and then um you know as you reflect on these kind of things uh it takes a lot of work right but I want people to understand that it's like that you're worth the work and you know you don't have to like overnight get somewhere right like if there's not a rush and this has been something for myself that's again with movement is like intentionally slowing down like you know being mm. very mind, mindful in like everything I'm doing because when you have complex PTSD you are disconnected from your body almost entirely because of your yeah. traumas and you know I've I've had significant traumas physical emotional sexual traumas that you know it's the safest place to be is in my my mind and that's what I mm. think but then when the inner critic and all of those things come out, that old programming that's running almost like an old computer program, right there, where it's like, right. You know, when you update your computer that it's going to take you offline for like, you know, the whole night. Right. So you go, Oh, I'll restart later. I'll restart later. So this has kind of been my life where it's like, well, I don't have time to restart the computer right now. I have to keep going. I have to keep working. I have to keep being a mom. I have to do all of these things, but then going that old computer is like that program's glitchy, and it's like it's not really it's not it needs an update, right, and so yeah, that's that that old voice, the old programming that it's like I'm not that young child that suffered all of those abuses, and I'm not that you know teenager and I'm not that whatever, but it's still part of me, and with complex PTSD, your body doesn't really know like when it is, like so mm. you could be emotionally triggered by something and there's not a physical part to it. So you get, okay. you know, really overwhelmed, and you almost don't know why. So that's where mm-hmm. stepping back and, and going, I got to connect to my body again. It's like, I've been using like, um, you know, going like meditative walking, um, even just like soothing touch, like holding my own body and, and going, you mm-hmm. know, taking yourself out of your brain into your body. And mm-hmm. I've been reflecting on this, which has been really interesting because of COVID. We've all actually been really disconnected. And, you know, I, I we're we're watching each other over a video call and actually I can only see your head, right? And you can kind of only see my yeah. head and a bit of my body, but but that's yeah. sort of how we see each other now is like virtually and through and just through our it's just in that lens though. And, and we're very disconnected because we're missing that physical contact. But that goes back to our bodies as well, where it's like when we're in our heads so much, we're on the computer, we're, we're really not grounded. Like, And that's where mm-hmm. movement has come in to be so important to
0: me. I talk yeah. about this kind of thing all the time with my clients, even in my own experiences. Uh, now that I'm a mom, I find that I get triggered in ways i have anxiety you know when the kids are screaming and yelling a lot i i notice that i start getting start losing control a little bit and i start spiraling out of control so for me my thing that i need as well is to connect into my body again mm-hmm. so i use like you a number of different strategies sometimes i tap my body so there's this like tapping techniques that i use and sometimes i just Start dancing or doing squats or just trying Mm -hmm. to to feel my body. And so, but I find the difficult part sometimes is acknowledging where you're at and actually getting there to do the work. Because that's Mm -hmm. the tough part, because sometimes you're like totally out of control and still you can't use the tools that you have to, to help ground you what I find helps is just doing a lot of work in the calm, quiet times that can help, that can help prepare me for the times when I am potentially going to get triggered. Yes. Thank you for that. And thank you for
1: sharing because that's like, it really resonates with me. And, um, it's like, it's this emotional trigger as like, it they, call it a flashback like you know and we you know we think about mm-hmm. flashbacks as sort of like seeing these things and like whatever but imagine like having that sort of a flashback but only feeling the emotion and not understanding mm-hmm. where it's coming from and and it yeah. goes back to all of us in our um just the way we react with people right so if we're having a bad day we haven't slept we're, we're going to be kind of on edge. We're kind of in that, like almost on the red zone, you know, we're in the yellow and we're like, Mm -hmm. if one, if one person says one more thing to me, like it's going to go, you know? yeah. And and I I appreciate how you said, like in the quiet times, is sort of like preparing yourself to know that those times are going to come again. It's not that it's Mm -hmm. a bad thing and knowing it's like riding a wave Mm -hmm. and anyone Mm -hmm. that maybe has had a panic attack before something knows it's like when you're in it, you don't, it feels like it's never going to end. And that's what it feels yeah. like when you're in that kind of a flashback. And so I've been trying to when I feel that way, it's it's like giving yourself a moment to step back and go, wow, I'm really hurting right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And going,
1: That's normal. It's normal to feel this way. I have gone through a lot and I have done a lot of work and I am still doing work. And being human is actually like our life is to kind of learn and grow, and growing hurts. Like mm-hmm. you think about growing pains and like you know, holding all that trauma, like, I, it's, it's a lot of like, tension and like holding everything in. And so if I can stop and go, I'm, you know, I'm in a flashback, or I'm in a trigger right now, I I what do I need? Asking my body, mm-hmm. asking my, my, not my brain, because when your brain, yeah. <laughs> you know, is going, you can't fix your thoughts with your thoughts, right? Like, so it's like, you, it's that duality where you have to like, go, okay, well, I have, how do I get out of my thoughts? Well, I have to go kind of the opposite and get into my body where it's like, And, um, I follow the teachings of the medicine wheel, which is so important to me. And, uh, you know, the medicine wheel is a circle, so it really represents the circles of our lives and the four directions Mm -hmm. and with each direction is kind of a season in our lives. Right. And, Mm -hmm. but it also represents like, um, the holistic aspects of ourselves. So it's our physical, it's our emotional, it's our spiritual, it's our mental, it's everything together. And, um, I find, and, and I, it, it's resonated with a few of the podcasts that I've listened to you that people have talked to on your, um, on your show is like, when there's physical things happening, it's like, that's sort of like your body's last ditch effort to get your attention, right? Like where it's like, you've been holding tension for so long, or, you know, you've got a sore throat because, you know, you've not been speaking enough or whatever that is, right? Like, tuning into what your body needs. And, uh, I'm finding that that's really helpful. So it's like, you know, and I can't fix my, when I'm in my emotions, you know, when you're really deep in your emotions, you can't get out of your emotions with emotions. Like you have to sort of like switch maybe to your thoughts and go, is this, you know is this a true is like you know validating your feelings but is this something that's the truth right now right because sometimes also our thoughts are not the truth right it's that old programming that that's right needs to be updated so it's giving ourselves compassion and kindness to go I'm human
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm struggling everybody struggles it's part of our human lives and we're meant to overcome our struggles you know we're meant to learn something from them and 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 then going but it's really hard and it's okay for me to be super upset and angry yeah. and and you know feeling the injustice of the things that have happened to me right or happening to people around me and going can i use that fire for something right and and that's why i mm-hmm. do a lot of the things i do and speak out and go you know i haven't really shared much of this this part of my journey with this with complex ptsd but i'm like it is so important because you know, people Mm. only see like, you know, I guess people only see what they want to see as well, but I I want people to understand that it it doesn't happen overnight. Like I didn't, you know, just get a part of all of these things. You know, it was like in high school, I was like, I'm going to just pass this course, you know, then it was like, I got, you know, I'm just going to graduate from high school and I'm going to work a job. I'm going to, I'm going to apply at university. Like it was, it wasn't like, You know, it was just like every step was just one step and one step, just like in our bodies, right? So when I need to get back in my body, it's like I need to go walking. I need to do some push-ups. I need Mm -hmm. to do whatever. And, you know, we were speaking about, like, the importance of ceremony and the importance of, like, going to a powwow and connecting with nature. Mm -hmm. Like, this has been huge in my healing and um for the listeners who don't know about powwows you know in in much of our cultures many of our indigenous cultures we use powwows as a celebration to come and also for healing so Mm -hmm. when we're sharing in the circle you know it's it's usually um surrounded uh you know around different times of the year where there's like maybe a spring celebration or a summer feast or a fall feast but it's sort of like it's like a it's sort of a bigger thing where you could definitely do ceremony by yourself. You could drum by yourself, you could dance by yourself, but this is a way to bring everyone together. And mm-hmm. myself, uh, I'm a jingle dress dancer and um, the jingle dress is like, just so beautiful to me because music is my medicine. And I think it goes back to like my oral traditions. And, and I think that's why I like to speak on podcasts and on the radio and things is like, I love listening and hearing things. Right. Right. Um, so the jingle dress traditionally, um, was, um, made with 365 little jingles, which are actually really, it's really interesting, um, for every day of the year, of course. Um, so the jingles on it were made out of actually tobacco tin lids that were used and then bent into jingles. And so when the jingles, you hear them, it's healing, right? It's, it connects us to the spiritual realm and, While you're dancing, um, you're connected to Mother Earth, like your feet are on the ground. Like oftentimes, like I'll I'll go barefoot because I want to connect with nature so much. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: um, you know, as you're going around in the circle, you're connecting with your ancestors, you're connecting with your higher self, with creator, with, you know, with everyone around you, all your relations that came before you and that came are coming after you. Like everything is just so... It's it's overwhelming. It's healing. It's energizing. It's it's you grieve like it, it. There's so much to it. And going around this circle, you're hearing the drum, right? And we feel the drum is the heartbeat of Mother Earth. So as soon as you hit that drum, you're connecting to the spiritual realm, like all together, right? It's like physical, spiritual, emotional. It's everything, and it's just really magical. And not and not to say that in a, in a weird way, but it just I feel like so connected when that happens. And during COVID it's been really hard because we haven't had access to having ceremony like that because, you know, limited numbers and all of this kind of stuff. And a lot of people are struggling because we are looking for ceremony or say someone passes away, right? Like we're missing coming together, grieving and and sharing and healing um, because we have to be physically distant. So it's Mm -hmm. it's really interesting over this time.
0: Right. And so we talked a little bit about, you know, a lot of businesses and organizations and, you know, are pivoting and they're going online. And we talked a little bit about how that's not realistic when it comes to the powwow. Can you talk a little bit more about that? For sure. And so what, um, you know, many people have been doing is sort
1: of like virtual and online powwows sort of throughout the Mm -hmm. year where people are, especially in the summertime, have been like, dancing, mm-hmm. um, you know, in their backyards and things like that. But, you know, anyone that's been well living in this time and doing zoom calls and all of that kind of stuff, like you understand, like, it's, it's really amazing to have this technology and it's really amazing to be able to see you while we're talking, but just, it's not the same as being in person. It's, it's not, and that human connection and like, and holding each other and, and just mm-hmm. feeling that right it's it's you know it's not the same you know it's i don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it you just need to be around people yeah. and to connect with the earth and it's just so mm-hmm. much different when you're in community and ceremony with you know with other people i mean certainly i've been doing ceremony mm-hmm. myself but just even having one other person with you just makes that connection so much stronger yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely you also talked a little bit about how internet isn't accessible in all of the communities yes. and that is a big limiting factor. Yeah, it's a huge factor.
1: And, um, it's really interesting cause I've been, um, doing a bit of work, uh, with radio, of course. And, um, And in many communities that are uh, in the remote North and not even really that far from Thunder Bay, say, um, have really poor internet connections. So they can't have a Zoom call even. Um, There's very limited cell connection. Uh, So radio has been their main main communication in their communities, right? So having a community radio station where everyone listens to it because that's, you know, and that's been happening since the seventies. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think it's interesting yeah. cause in our sort of new, new media kind of, we, it's like, you think radio is like old technology and it's like, you know, it, but if we're in 2020 and there's communities, you know, we're like, they don't have access to see these online powers. They don't have access to connect with their, you know, family members that live, you know, where they have to actually fly in a plane to get to see them only there's no road access mm-hmm. and so it creates additional issues when it comes to our mental well-being right and and that connection to ourselves and our higher self and our family and all our relations
0: yeah yeah absolutely i yeah, you know, I've been, I did a little bit of research, I watched a few powwows, you know, on YouTube, because I, you know, I wanted to come in and say, you know, I don't know anything about powwows. But I'm like, No, I should go and look and, and see. And you, you see all of the beautiful clothing, I think that they're called regalia. Is that correct? Yeah. So what is the significance of all of these beautiful clothes?
1: Yeah, the regalia, like it's, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's lots to it. So if you think in, in anyone's culture, right, when you have a celebration, mm-hmm. um, and you want to, you know, acknowledge your ancestors, you want to acknowledge something mm-hmm. that's, you know, a wedding or a, a funeral or all of those mm-hmm. kind of things, you, you definitely have, you know, your pieces that you wear in your ceremony that are really important to you that carry significant. So, you know, it's you know, some people have said, "Oh, those are beautiful costumes." We're like, well, they're not costumes, right? They're regalia. No, so, I no. appreciate that you yeah. that you know people aware of that word, where it's like, you know, creating that that piece of regalia is also ceremony. So, like. If you think mm-hmm. the time and effort, like people still bend tin lids into jingles, right? People, um yeah. There, I mean, we definitely have sewing machines and stuff, but it still takes a lot of time and energy to go through. And each piece is unique. Each piece can symbolize, mm-hmm. like, um, we we have our own colors. So, like, my colors are <laughs> are like on my piece that I'm wearing that no one can see that I'm listening to, but are our, our pink, uh, <laughs> green, and blue and mm-hmm. and so i would wear those colors in my regalia because those are colors that are significant to my spirit and um okay. and then i would have um maybe on my regalia um uh, something to do with a thunderbird right or the bear clan mm-hmm. so it's very um specific to that person that's wearing it to what the dance mm-hmm. that they're doing because you know, um, there are people who are jingle dress dancers, but are also fancy dancers. So they dance with a scarf mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, they, they look like okay. uh, just so beautiful. Right. And so, yeah. um, there's, there's so much meaning in each piece and, um, depending on what each of the songs that are being sung or are being celebrated, like, you know, there, there's so much to it. Like it's, um, it's just again it's just more ceremony and connecting with your ancestors yeah. and really acknowledging that right um and sort are of sort of like super important and it's not like those clothes um just get put away somewhere right like my regalia is hanging up and it's it gets feasted and i give it tobacco because it's one of my sacred medicines and like you know feasting it i mean i put out food for you know my ancestors and for that piece of regalia because it mm. has its own spirit and it's so beautiful. And and I think that's where sometimes this disconnection is hard and with my complex PTSD Mm is hard. So that's how it helps me bring me also back in my body and connect with spirit and get me out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And remember that like, I'm a sacred being, you're a sacred being. Like we are meant to like, you know, overcome our challenges and um, we have the strength within us. And like, I think that's, what's really beautiful is, lots of times we talk about blood memory in our communities and how we have so much trauma and intergenerational trauma and and we carry that in us and and I feel that and but I but I have to remember that our ancestors have so much strength and we have all of that strength within us as well and you know Mm -hmm. we when we have ceremony and go to powwows and and even when I'm at home and I I do like a smudge and I cleanse my house and I cleanse my body and I do my own ceremony like like, you can connect with your higher self, with your spirit, with whatever, like, God, the universe, whatever you want, in every moment of the day. Like, it's like looking right. through the eyes of a child sometimes, right? It's just going, uh-huh. look at the magic in that. Look at how much beauty and effort it took for someone to make that. Or, you know, just appreciating, like, I want to say, quote, unquote, little things, but they're not, you know, it's like... no going, going to a friend's house who makes you like a latte from scratch and like foams the, the thing and, and gives you her pottery made mug. Right. It's yeah. like, mm, right. Like, and, and I keep going, saying to myself, it's like, what's the rush? Like, you know, we just got to take it one step at a yeah. time, one step at a time, one step at a time.
0: Right. You talked a little bit about connecting to earth with your bare feet. And this is something Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of. I, as soon as I possibly can, I'm outside in my bare feet in the grass and at our farm. And so I understand that deeply. When you're dancing in the powwow and connecting, like physically connecting into the ground, how, in your words, is that significant to your mental and emotional well-being?
1: Well, I think, first off, I notice when I put my feet on the ground that I haven't done it in a while. So Mm -hmm. uh, like when I'm working on the computer, I mean, I'm inside for one, but many times I'm sitting cross-legged because that's how I prefer to sit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I'm outside, I've got shoes on. Right. And so, like you Mm -hmm. said, as soon as you can get your bare feet out there right on the grass, but I've actually been intentional now to go outside, even in the cold now, even if it's for like a second to put my feet on the bare ground, into the snow because it reminds me one that mother earth is here to support me in everything mm-hmm. I do and that yeah. she's got my back not my like my feet like let's say that but like I but know. knowing <laughs> that if it was summertime I could lay on the ground and how stable mm-hmm. and and soothing is that and And she understands, like, Mother Earth, like, goes through cycles and seasons, and she knows everything, and she's not worried about all the stuff that we're worried about, and she knows everything's going to work out. And so that's where Mm -hmm. it reminds me again to go, okay... I'm okay. I'm safe. Like everything is fine. And then I look out and I see like a squirrel running by. Right. And I go, Oh my God, like that squirrel is not worried about COVID. That squirrel, (laughs) you know, that squirrel is just like (laughs) getting ready for the winter. Like, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. so what can we do to remind ourselves to like, slow down to like, just
0: connect Mm -hmm. with like that,
1: you know, and, and then it brings me back in my body again, especially when it's cold, right? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's cold on my feet. And then I go, oh, I have feet, right? <laughs> um, but it's interesting because when, when you mentioned that I'm thinking about being outside in the cold. And I remember like last year was one of the first like really cold days of the year or sorry, it was one of the biggest snowstorms of the year. And then it had snowed for a couple of days and it got really cold. So the snow was really crunchy and like really hard. And of course I was, didn't want to go out and shovel. So there was lots of snow. And then, yeah. and then I was like, you know, gearing up to go outside and I was like had been inside for a couple of days and this is where I get cranky I notice is when I haven't been outside and I haven't been connecting. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I better go shovel the driveway. And I was so annoyed. And then I was kind of murmuring and complaining and like, must be nice to have a snowblower and it must be nice to have a partner to help me <laughs> shovel. And like <laughs> that's, that's, that. you know, really in a real stinky mood. Like just so stinky. Yeah. Good thing I was not around anybody. And then I just started like shoveling and I and it was hard. Like it was hard shoveling right and I I was like and then I just broke down in tears and I was like thank you for my strong arms thank you yeah strong legs thank you for this home like there's people who Mm -hmm. don't have a home like thank you for the breath in my lungs thank you for Mm -hmm. on this earth and it just like it just shifted Mm -hmm. me so much and I and I think for me that's a really perfect example of how it's Connecting me back in my emotions and back in my body, mm-hmm. back spirituality like in my spirituality to go. It's not about again comparing myself to someone else or going, you know, must be nice. Yeah, people are looking at me saying that must be nice that she can go out and shovel her driveway, like she has a driveway, she has, a yeah. head, she, you know, and like I have running water, yeah. and like all of these things. So it just again reminds me to be grateful and to be grateful that like I have. I have all my limbs. I have my health. I have, you know, this earth to live on. And reminding me also that I need to take care of Mother Earth. And, you know, I recycle. And, right. and I'm like, is that enough? Like, I need to do more things. And, like,
0: mm-hmm. she's,
1: you know, she, she supports us. So we need to support her, too. So it just, um, this also reminds me that I need to go put my feet on the ground today.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go do it, too. I'm going to go and put my bare feet in the snow in honor of you. I yes. think that's such a good thing. Cause I'm like, well, why, why am I holding out here? I know it'll be uncomfortable, but you know what? You know, uh, you're isn't like, that like a you whole, said, like, Mother Earth goes through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and um, I was talking to a mentor today and she said to me, uh, "Is actually from like Mr. Rogers. So she was watching a documentary or something, but he said, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. So like, you know, it Mm. goes on to say like all of our difficult conversations, all of our difficult emotions, like, again, we're meant to overcome them, right? It's meant to come up so we can release it. And what we do oftentimes when things get hard, we go, nope. We're not going to talk about yeah. that. We're not going to do that. And right. again, we're not going to step out. Like there's so many times I don't want to step outside and put my feet on the ground, but I know that after, like I will feel like, whew, like almost energized, right? Like it's like absolutely when you have a really hot bath or something or like you have um a sauna and then you go outside in the cold or like it's like that almost mm-hmm. juxtaposition that kind of wakes you up again. Like
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Can we circle back to um, the walking that you use to heal? Yes. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about what that looks like and how it's done? Because I'm sure people are curious to know how that works. Yeah, totally. And I think it's interesting sometimes
1: because we talk about meditating and, and people feel like it has to be like this you're sitting, you know, in your cross-legged, which I do, right. It's like, there is Mm -hmm. parts of it, but like meditating to anyone, it could be when you're doing the dishes. It could be when you're baking, Mm -hmm. you know, bread, making supper in the garden. Like when you're thinking you're connecting to yourself. And so walking for me has been something that, you know, it's not that it doesn't take a lot of energy. Like it does, but it's like, I'm connecting to earth, you know, every step I take, I'm like, Oh, I'm connecting. I'm connecting, and then yeah. and then I go. I look around, and and so when I'm on my walking meditations, sometimes I'll listen to music. Depends on what I feel like, um, and uh, I let my my music go on random. And I just in my mind, I intuitively go, whatever songs are coming up, I'm supposed to hear right now, right? And and yeah. that's part of my meditation and then walking through that. But then I intentionally look around at like the animals mm-hmm. and the sun. And the sky and then try to feel like the wind, like, where's the wind coming? What does it smell like? Like, you know, and then feeling the sun is like, turning my head a certain way to go like, well, I can feel that I close my eyes and I feel the heat on this side of my face and I feel it, you know, and and then sometimes I just let my body lead me. It's so funny. Like I'll just go, my, my plan will be sometimes, especially in COVID, I'm like, I want to walk somewhere each day to, and get something done. Like if it's going to get a couple groceries mm-hmm. or whatever it is, instead of driving, because I know I need to do that. And my walks now are like, they're so long. I like, I, I don't even know. I get hit all over the town and it's, it's very interesting. But when I start to see like almost you know, the same people sometimes and the same animals Mm -hmm. sometimes, which I've been finding really interesting. So, so that part is like connects me to spirit. It connects me to mother earth to myself and go, I'm just like another animal on this earth, like this squirrel, and like, right. you know? And so I'm walking on mother earth and she's taking care of me. Like she's taking care of these animals. And I think it helps me in that way to again, ground me and, and take me back out of my head and go, it's more than what's happening on the computer. You know, we can take a breath. Mm-hmm. We know it's important to understand information and what's happening in the world, but it is important to take that space away from the connection on the computer. But, because of COVID and this is our really only means a lot of the time to connect with people, it's hard to do that. And yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean, it, you know, if anyone just, it's about being just mindful, like being very mm-hmm. aware of what's happening instead of going in your mind thinking, I need to do this. I need to do this, which is totally fine when that happens, but just go, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, where am I now? Oh, I need, I'm, and sometimes I have to go, I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out because yeah. my mind gets carried away. And so but then going not getting upset with myself and giving myself the compassion to go, Yep, yeah, that's what happens. Our minds run away sometimes and, and now I'm walking again yeah. and I'm looking down again and and then yeah. you know, I try to do a walk like twice a day and that doesn't always happen now because oh, it wow. gets so dark at night and I get nervous mm-hmm. and um and Then going okay, well, I'll just get more work done, and then I'll notice a couple of days will go by, like I said, and I'll just start to go, How come I'm a little bit cranky? Like, how come I'm a little bit, and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I need to go outside, I need to step. Like, we are animals, like, it's like we're even like we're plants, like, we need water, we need sunshine, like, we need times of breath, that's right, times to shine. Like, um, yeah, so I think in that way, the more that I connect with nature it helps me connect to my
0: body too and reminds mm-hmm. me that I, you know, I go through cycles and seasons yeah. out. And it, it's funny because I have done exactly that. I take this little loop around my farm and and I do exactly as you describe. I look around, I look at what's moving around me, I hear I listen to what I can hear, I name those things. Yes. You know, and it's just such a really beautiful way of acknowledging nature you know, and acknowledging everything around you. But I, lately, when I've been doing my meditations, I've been, whenever my mind wanders, I like to stop and acknowledge those thoughts because I feel as though they're coming up for a reason Mm. and that maybe there's something in them that I need to look a little bit more closely at. So sometimes after meditation, I'll write down what came up, just take note, be like, oh yeah, I thought about that and that and that. And then I, I take a closer look, and I remember one time I had, you know, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and I, we we have conflict because we're both we both deal with anxiety, and so if you can imagine, (laughs) us both dealing with with this difficulty, it can lead to tough times. And so I remember one time it just came to me that you know I have to forgive myself and forgive her you know, and I was like, that was so important in that moment. So it's okay to honor the thoughts that come up. Because they're, they're there, they're coming up in this silence, right. And so there's a pathway, like they're there.
1: Absolutely.
0: So so anyways, that's just a random thought.
1: <laughs> no, but I, and I think, like, you know, yeah. people don't realize that like they are doing those things on it, you know, like mm-hmm. your body just already knows that you need that and you're walking and you're doing those yeah. kind of things. So maybe it's just to kind of yeah. a reminder, like to keep doing some of those things they're already doing, but just realize like that yeah. they're taking care of themselves and and I, yeah, and I, I know it's like acknowledging that that's come up. Like, why is it there? And I love the journaling part. Yeah, I don't love. I'm going to say I don't love journaling, um, because yeah. of the things that come out. Right? It's like the stuff that's mm-hmm. under the surface that needs to come out. So that is a good reminder for me that I might try is when I come back from my meditations is to write because Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we'll be like, today is a beautiful day and like start writing things down and then all of a sudden it's like and like all these like terrible things start coming out and I'm like, I don't, I was having a wonderful time. I didn't want to think about that memory. Like (laughs) but then going, it needed to come out then and then going, Mm -hmm. I need to reflect on that and then release it and let it go, which is really hard to do. Yeah. It's a struggle But Absolutely. it's like the more you try and like you know, it's not meant to like forget about things and forget about stuff. It's just going, mm-hmm. it happened. Um, I'm not my experiences, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm living mm-hmm. in this time now, and I'm I'm okay, and what can I, you know, learn from that or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. Just yeah. being kind to ourselves. Yeah. Know. Well, and that is exactly because earlier you were talking about, you know when stuff comes up for you and you so kindly and so beautifully just turned to yourself and said it was totally normal and I I felt a little bit of emotion I was like yeah like why don't we talk to ourselves like that more often like why why are we so hard on ourselves it's very common like we we and
1: I think it, the more we talk about it, I think more people will say, well, I do that all the time, right? So, you know, treating mm-hmm. yourself like you would a friend, like this, like I was thinking mm-hmm. of this example, like, say your friend went through a job interview, and they felt like they bombed it, and they came to your house, and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I feel like I bombed that interview, and they're, and you would go... Well, they obviously don't see your potential. Like they, you know, I'm sure you (laughs) did not do that, right? Like, I'm sure like you didn't bomb it. Like you were so smart. You're so wonderful. Like, why don't we sit down, have a cup of tea, just relax. Let's go for a walk. But if you blew an interview, if you were that person, you would say to yourself, Mm -hmm. I would say to myself, it's all my fault. I didn't do a good enough job. Of course, I'm not going to get that job. Like, I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. And I would not say to myself, it's okay you know, or say those Uh other things and go have a cup of tea. It would be like, well, now you better look for another job. So get on, you know, you can't take a break. Like, yeah. So, but then just going, wait a minute, how would I treat a friend in this situation? Right? Because we know we are really good friends. We're really good caregivers. But I know for myself with my complex PTSD, receiving is really difficult because it's the worthiness piece and all of that stuff. And so even receiving from myself is hard. So, you know, it's just all of that work, it's like all the work is on ourselves, right? It's our own work to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, we're worth the work. its It can be hard, but like it's with anything we do, anything that's important to us, like, you know, if, if we are important to ourselves, we have to remind ourselves that we are sacred, that we're important. And, and, you know, no matter what's happened to us or what people say about us, it's like we have to remember that we are just so beautiful the way we are. We don't have to change for anyone. And we just have to sort of, remember
0: our gifts inside you know Mm -hmm. absolutely what a wonderful way to end this conversation but before we end and I ask this question of every person who comes on the show um the show the podcast is I am running a campaign called the move better feel better campaign and so The profits from the sale of my tank tops are going to the Women's College Hospital Foundation and to Black Women in Motion. And my question is, what does move better, feel better mean to you specifically?
1: Hmm. So, I mean, we spoke a lot to this today, right? Yes, we did. The more I move, like the better I feel because when I am still and stuck in my head and in all of the, you know, that piece of my mental capacity, like literally my body doesn't move. Right. I could be sitting in a chair for hours. Um, When I'm Mm -hmm. in my anxiety. I've been triggered by something I tense up and I I can be in that position for a long time right so and I know when Mm -hmm. I'm staying still I don't feel good right so I'm not feeling good that's when I'm going what do I need and I'm like I need to move right so I do feel like Mm -hmm. it reminds me again how strong my body is how you know how much vitality Mm -hmm. I have within my cells and my being right so I think it's like movement is everything and I you know as we're talking about this it's just more and more like apparent to me like how good I feel when I walk like yesterday I went for a walk and I was like I just got to get a quick one in before like the sun goes down because I had all these things but it had been a couple of days and I was like I can't go another day and I started walking this is so interesting and uh my headphones like like the batteries died on it and I was like okay I guess this means I got to really pay attention to what's happening and I ended up going on a way longer route and then I found somebody's lost dog and it was just like so serendipitous and I was just like I needed to do this I was gone for like an hour and a half I meant to be gone for like 20 I'm chasing this dog around but I was kind of giggling because he was playing <laughs> around and I was like this is what I need to remember is just to like why is everything so yeah. glorious? what's the rush? like this dog's like you know like come and get me and I'm like who are you like just you know and mm-hmm. and then how appreciative the family was and I was just like it helps us connect also with like our community ourselves like everything so absolutely the more we can move yeah. in, the better we're gonna feel definitely
0: exactly and the well and the other side of that just final thought is that when we think about movement. People think of getting from point A to point B, or to like, or or, or looking at it as motion. And sometimes, slowing down is equally as valuable and necessary as the actual motion itself. You know, so even just sitting and breathing, which I love to talk about, just breath—that's movement, but you're not moving from point A to point B. So. Mm,
1: that's so true. it's a good reminder too and I think COVID is a reminder of that too to slow things down like if we haven't been able to travel we mm-hmm. haven't been able to do things it's forcing us to yeah. slow down
0: right so mm-hmm.
1: thank you so much for that and thank you for having me on here I just really appreciate
0: it no oh, I am so glad we had this conversation this is right up my alley <laughs> everything Perfect. I wanted it to be so if people want to find you Z where do they go Sure so
1: um I'm on social media on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter at Benisei Um you can check out my website also which is welcometozeesplace.com and yeah I have a podcast called Under the Same Stars which is on all uh, free podcasting platforms and uh, I've got my couple of books that came out with Golden Brick uh, Road Publishing but that can be all found on my website. So yeah, I would love to connect and I I love to talk with everyone and and thank you so much again.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to Matters of Movement, the podcast. I am your host, Christina Whalen-Chabot, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Matters of Movement. And if you want to buy a tank top or just check out my website, you can do that at mattersofmovement.ca. In order for our podcast to reach a bigger audience, you can show your support and love by subscribing to reviewing and rating this podcast see you next time where we will continue to explore all matters related to movement together.